Hi, this is not Danny Klein Motorset. Danny Klein Motorset is trapped on the East Coast by the very disappointing Hurricane Irene. I'm Dan Bukatinsky, welcoming you to the Afterbirth Podcast, where we feature real stories about raising kids that you're not going to read about in a parenting magazine. I'll be performing at the next live Afterbirth show, our Back to School special, which doesn't mean you're going to get a pen and pencil kit and a spiral notebook. It does mean you're going to come out and see Moon Zappa and Paula Bell, myself, and many others at the M Bar in Hollywood on Saturday, September 24th. Call the club at 323-856-0036 for reservations. Today we're going to play a great story from writer, actor, and all-around funny guy, Jason Nash. It was recorded at the M Bar in Hollywood, California, in 2009. I am so thrilled to have Jason Nash back in town. Jason Nash. Hi, everybody. Oh, sorry. All righty. <laughs> I was at the Century City Mall on a Tuesday afternoon a while back. I took my son to the movies because I don't have a job. And I'm having a very bad day and thinking maybe I need some professional help. You know it's time for therapy when you take your three-year-old to see Up, your credit card's declined, and you end up crying by Dance Dance Revolution. Why are you crying, Daddy? Because Daddy's an empty vessel. Why are you crying, Daddy? Because Daddy's stand-up act doesn't work in front of college kids. Why are you crying, Daddy? Because Daddy's Daddy yelled at him during Little League, rendering Daddy useless in everything he would do for the rest of his life. So now I promised my three-year-old we'd go to the movies and I can't deliver. And you can't deviate from the plan with my kid, or as I like to call him, Rain Man. <laughs> He's relentless. There's a reason that I've been so tightly wound for the last year of my life, and that's because I live with a little white kid who sounds like a World War II Japanese general yelling at me at all times. You play trains with me now, daddy! 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 You play trains with me now, daddy. You play trains. And if he's not yelling at me, he's disappointed in me. Say excuse me when you burp, daddy. <laughs> Say excuse me. Don't spit, daddy. Spitting's gross. I was chewing a straw the other day. He was like, don't chew straws, daddy. It's dangerous. I said, you're lucky this isn't a bong up to my lips. After spending the morning with you, Shanghai Shek, Fuck, I say, in response to not having enough money for the movies, but not wanting him to know that nobody is seeing up today. Don't say bad words, Daddy. My son says, say shoot, oh man, bummer, or double drats. Oh, sure, son, that works just as well as a swear. I made the same mistakes with my life that my father did, like a bad Cat Stevens song. Double drats. My son hates when I swear, but one time when he was two, we heard him say, fuck it, in the other room when he dropped a bunch of trains. We just heard him go, fuck it, like that. My wife sent me in there to straighten him up. I said, Wyatt, you can't say that word. He said, why? And I, I said, just don't say it. And he said, why? And I said, I thought about it. I said, well, first of all, you're using it all wrong. You dropped a bunch of trains and said, fuck it. That doesn't really work. You see, son, fuck it is about time and effort. <laughs> if you had built a pyramid of trains and were working on it all afternoon, then when it fell, you could be like, ah, oh, fuck it. 
Or if you put no effort into something, like, hey, you guys, let's go build a pyramid of trains. Ah, you know what? That's going to take a long time. Fuck it. <laughs> let's go watch Thomas the Tank Engine. Or in Daddy's case, Daddy was going to be a famous stand-up comedian, but then he had you, and he said, fuck it. I tell him the movie is not starting for a while, and we walk around the outdoor mall hoping to buy some time. Century City is one of the few areas of L.A. that have tall office buildings that remind me of New York. Beautiful structures. Uh, you can imagine there's a lot of money being made here. And as I sit there with my kid on a Tuesday afternoon, there's almost a wall between me and the tall buildings. I couldn't go work in these buildings. Not now. No, my job is here, taking care of my son all day. As I point out the structures to him, my son asks me a question. Kids have a way of repeating what they've heard you say and eviscerating you with it. Daddy, you're not working right now, Daddy? No, not right now. Because you got fired, Daddy? Yes, because I got fired. Because the man didn't get you, Daddy? Yeah, because the man didn't get me. Because the business is changing, Daddy? Yes. Because daddy has all the talent, but he can't harness it? Yes. Wait, no, I never said that. Who said that? That's not true. It's true. I'm a shadow of myself since I've had kids, and it would be very easy to blame them for that. On top of the three-year-old, we have a new baby, and I don't have to tell this audience how bad that sucks. I've turned into an all-around sad and desperate creature. Every morning, I need about 10 minutes to get out of bed because I have a raging boner that's jammed in my boxer shorts that I can't get out. And it's not because I have a big penis. It's because when you're a dad, you're not a person anymore. You don't buy yourself anything new. So instead, you wear boxers from the seventh grade. <laughs> I try to slide my penis out the pee hole with no luck, and then I can't go out the side because my thighs are so fucking fat from eating everybody's fish sticks. I have dad thighs. Oh, you're not going to eat those fish sticks? Oh, dad will eat them up. Mom, 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 mom. Hey, what are you talking about? Food solves every problem. Come on. I'm going to go cry in the garage later. I'd leave my wife for the first woman that showed me the slightest bit of attention. And it's an old boner in my pants. And I don't mean like I'm old. I mean like it's an old boner because it's been around for a couple of months because no one's taking care of it. A mean, old, neglected boner that society has turned its back on. A boner with emotional baggage from months of rejection. An old, weathered boner. A homeless boner. A boner warming his hands up to the fire with a scarf on and a smelly cap. And he's got one eye closed as you walk by going, what are you looking at? I finally break it to my kid that we're not going to the movies, and he starts to cry. And I try really hard to keep my cool and not react to the situation the way my father would, which would be uh, to call my son a fag. <laughs> my dad would have thrown me against a wall if I started crying over a movie when I was a kid. And I can feel that violent streak in me daily. I work hard to suppress it. When he starts crying, I start to yell and I say, cut it out, Wyatt. Don't be a spoiled brat. This all you do is demand shit all day. And of course, that makes the crying 10 times worse, and I feel terrible instantly. I think about how much I hated my dad growing up, and I don't want that with my son. 
My dad and I have sort of an estranged relationship today. He sends me emails sometimes, but he never asks me how I'm doing. He just forwards me jokes. I'll get emails with subject headings that'll say, Blonde Jokes, Part 4. She was so blonde, she thought a quarterback was a refund. Sorry I wasn't there growing up. Love, Dad. She was so blonde, she tried to drown a fish. Sorry you have no moral center. Best pop. So I need to do something. And I remember at the Century City Mall, they have these red uh, fire engine strollers that you can put your kid in. And, and I head downstairs to get one. But of course, they want $7. I have $2 in change. And I almost lose it again. But I compose myself, and I wait. And I'm remarkably proud of my patience. And that's really what a good dad is, just eating shit, swallowing pride, waiting like an asshole in front of a Gelson's, asking people, are you done with that? <laughs> that's something my father could never do. I'm not really sure why. I throw him in the stroller, and off we go through the mall, having a blast. And my son says to me, Daddy, 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 do Cookie Monster, Daddy, do Cookie Monster. So I start pointing everything out in the mall in my mediocre Cookie Monster voice. I say, that's Cinnabon, this Brooks Brothers, this, this Zara, this where Cookie go to buy clothes for girlfriend when he screw up. And we go out into the mall where those tall office buildings are. And I create a game for Wyatt. I say, let's put the fires out in these skyscrapers, Wyatt. And he says, what fires, Daddy? I don't see any fires. Like that. And I point to the giant buildings and I grab an imaginary hose from the back. And I start putting imaginary fires out. Shh, like that. And as I'm doing this, I see a woman over a bridge across Avenue of the Stars. She's in a business suit but sporting Reeboks on her feet. You know that look that makes every woman catching a bus in New York City look Hasidic or like a registered nurse? <laughs> and I know there's nothing wrong with a man taking care of a child all day, but I, can't, but I can't seem to accept it. And suddenly, that dark wave comes, and I hate being a dad again, and I'm mad that I brought him into this world with no job or no plan, that I gave up my life, that this was all I could be, a fucking house dad who couldn't even take his son to the movies. And of course... By now, he's picked up what I said earlier, and all he wants to do is put the fires out. Let's put the fires out, Cookie Monster. Let's put the fires out. And I say, fine, here, I'll put the fires out. And I put some fires out with rage bubbling up inside me. And he says, no, let's put the fires out, Cookie Monster. And I said, I'm doing it, Wyatt. I'm doing it, don't be so bossy. And he says, no, put the fires out, Cookie Monster. And I said, I'm doing it. I'm putting the fires out. What do you want from me? And he said, no. Cookie Monster, Cookie Monster, and I got it. He didn't care that we couldn't go to the movies. He wanted me to answer as Cookie Monster. And isn't that all any of us want, to hang out all day with a big blue monster who has a cookie addiction and talks about himself in the third person? <laughs> I said, yeah, okay, Wyatt, I'll put the fires out. And he said, I love you, Cookie Monster, and I said, yeah, I, I love you too, Wyatt. And as we drove home, I said, you know, I had a really good time with you today, Wyatt. And he said, I'm trying really hard to be a good daddy. And he said, you try hard, daddy? <laughs> I said, yes, I try hard. And he said, you try hard, but sometimes it always doesn't work out the way you want. <laughs> and I said, yeah. And he said, daddy? And I said, yeah. And he said, fuck it. <laughs> I said, yes, yeah, um, fuck it. Thanks. Oh, wow. <laughs>
Okay, for more information about Afterbirth, the book, the show, or to comment on the podcast, please go to www.afterbirthstories.com. Our next show, featuring me, Dan Bukatinsky, will be at M Bar in Hollywood on Saturday, September 24th. The number to call for reservations is 323-856-0036. Hope to see you there. God willing, Danny will be back in Los Angeles with a brand new podcast in two weeks. Thanks for listening.